Hi guys and welcome. We're here in our Stockholm studio and um, I have with me uh, Alan Hirsch and, and Deb Hirsch and we also earlier had uh, Rick Robinson and we've been talking about uh, something that's called the missional churches. It's really about uh, getting back to, well, being missional, uh, being a church that actually reaches people and, and uh, these guys that I have with me here today, they have a really uh, amazing and, and thoughtful and, and, and um, uh, encouraging uh, take on how we can be not just a church that wants to reach people, talk about that, but how we can be a culture that reaches the lost. Um, so, so welcome guys. Thank you. So glad to have you here. Thank uh, you. And Deb. Thank you. Welcome. I'm so honored to have you guys here, really. And you're new here, but you're, new, you're not new to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've been around a little while together. A little while, yeah. Yeah. And you've been traveling for, in Sweden right now for uh, the last couple of weeks? I would say days. a week, and we've got yeah. a few more days left, and then yeah. we go on to other uh, Scandinavian countries. So and and uh, training, uh, equipping leaders. Yes, um, in, in those contexts, yeah. 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 So we love our time in Scandinavia. It's <laughs> always really very special people. Very, we really, really like them. Yeah. And you're not just only in Sweden or Scandinavia. You're traveling the world pretty much. Yeah. Um, uh, Europe, America, of course, where mm -hmm. is, which is where we live in our home country of Australia. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. We do less work in Australia as much now. When we go back there, it's more for mm -hmm. family. Um, a little bit far away. <laughs> <laughs> Australia is far away. Wow. But we've been talking uh, with you uh, and, and Rich uh, about missional church pretty much. And uh, you have a ministry called the 5Q yes. ministry, uh, which uh, kind of like um, uh, unpacks uh, the, f the fivefold ministry and how that can work and how, how we should perceive that. Yes. Um, then it also comes down, not just for theory, but it, it needs to become life, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that you're pretty good on, the, on that, uh, bringing church back to life pretty much. Yes. Uh, would you like to expand that some more? Yeah, well, as, you know, like, so for us, um, the fivefold, as we talked about last yeah. time, was, uh, is very much a way in which we can activate the body of Christ. In fact, mm -hmm. a word was given at a recent conference that, um, that APIS is like a defibrillator. Mm -hmm. Which kind of, you know, when your heart goes out, you know, and shocks it back it to shocks it back. Because actually it restarts the system yeah. and recalibrates it. Mm -hmm. um, but it's only one part of the, what is needed to correct or realign the church yeah. uh, around the issues of our time. So one of the big issues we deal with is try to help a church that is essentially non-missional. Most of mm -hmm. our definitions of ourselves keep us safe within the walls, often of a building mm -hmm. that looks a certain shape. Uh, and in the confines of a believing community, but leaves the broader culture without impact. So mm. our real heart has been to see the church be the transformational mm. impact movement that it's Jesus designed us to be. Yeah. The gates of hell don't prevail against the advances of his ecclesia, his mm -hmm. church, right? Um, so we meant for world transformation, but we seem to be very protective. So how do we get beyond that? How mm -hmm. do we actually break out of that protective mode and begin to be good news to the world in, yeah. in a much bigger way? So that's been our, our big issue and, and it's certainly 
uh, Debs and myself have been ministering together as partners in ministry for, well, you know, 30 years now. Mm, yeah. As long as we've been um, married. And then, you know, before <laughs> that too, we were doing stuff, our story lends itself to that. But yeah, so, you know, we, you know, yeah. so very much what we're doing is trying to get the church missional. Yeah, and that is some journey as well, huh? Mm-hmm. For you guys, and I know that you've been struggling with, with, with theology and struggling with like a church and, and, and a mindset that really doesn't get all the way. Mm. Well, I think for both of us, uh, neither of us grew up in Christian families. Mm -hmm. So when we found one another and when we first went into ministry, we were passionate to serve God and mm -hmm. really to see the lost come to know the Jesus that we had come mm -hmm. to know. So we were we wanted to serve God with our lives and. So we went off to seminary uh, to learn about the Bible mm. and, and then we went into our first ministry. Yeah. And I think when, what we found uh, when we started our ministry was, you know, we needed to activate the body of Christ. Mm. Um, and so there are many... Activate the body of Christ. We'll get them to be the people that God <laughs> has called them to be. Yeah. Um, and so, so we, we really, we, the people that God had called us to were you know, a lot of people on the edges. Yeah. A lot of people that we, at that time anyway, felt that a lot of the other churches weren't mm. reaching. And, um, and because we had come from the edges, in a sense, our mm -hmm. heart was, was naturally there. So we, we, we had collected a, freaks. We love freakers. All <laughs> we still did. do, actually. We did. But um, we began to, uh, how do we train Christians mm. to, to be the messengers of this mm. gift, the gospel? Um, how, how do we do that? And we felt in some ways that our, our seminary training did not prepare us for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had a lot of frustration uh, because it was a lot of head knowledge yeah. and not a lot of practice on the yeah. streets. And um, I'll never forget uh, one day when I was sitting in, in a gutter uh, with a, a street worker, a mm. prostitute. Mm. And I remember sitting there thinking, I did four years of ancient Greek at seminary. Mm. Um, and it didn't prepare me to how, how to talk to this woman. And so we began, you know, backwards and forwards. We, we need a new type of training yeah. uh, within the church to help people to be able to reach yes. people. Not so, just the prostitute, but their neighbors and, you know, yeah, people everybody. where they live, work and play, you know. Mm. So it, we... Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing about that theology would be bad. Like, I love ancient no. Greek. Yes. yes. But if it's that's the only thing you learn, yeah. that's right. then we have some issues. Yeah. Yes. So my issue was being both local and working with Debs in, in our local community, which was engaging on the mm -hmm. fringes and the edges. And it was a really wonderful experience. It was really mm. great. I was recruited to work for our denomination yeah. uh, in mission education development. So it was you know, a significant role for a young Young, youngish kind of guy, paying for my sins, I might add, because it was hard work. And, but, mm -hmm. the, but over there, we would realize that actually, um, you know, we, most of our, our leadership training for what, such as it was in the seminary, was mm -hmm. really geared around the church in maintenance. So the shepherd teacher being that mm -hmm. maintenance form, which is yeah. nothing wrong with that, you need maintenance, right? But they're not generating new forms. And so we, I was responsible for church planting and leadership development, so we developed a, a program called Forge Mission Training Network. Yeah. Uh, as a network, it was composed of a whole lot of different agencies. So, so Forge, Forge Missions Training? Yes, mm -hmm. Mission Training Network. Mm -hmm. Mi Forge Missions Training Network. Network yes. Okay. And, um, and, and the idea was to try and enhance our capacities to do church yeah. planting particularly because we, we needed to do church planting. 
Mm -hmm. So we developed curriculum and training, but also church planning, not in the way of American style, which is fine for America, mm. but we were in a post-Christian environment and literally the American model didn't really mm. quite work. Yeah. And so we needed to take a missionary stance in relationship mm. to our context. So As not just missionary going to Africa, yeah. but missionary like being in my neighborhood. Yeah, and missionaries have to take culture seriously. Mm. Mm. Like if you go to Papua New Guinea, it's a good example of it. Like it's a, I think the common city Stockholm would be a good example. That it's, Papua New Guinea is like a, a relatively small country. Mm. They have about a thousand different language groups. It's phenomenal. That's quite a few. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's phenomenal, right? How many language groups you got in Sweden? There, one. Be, yeah, but you, you know there would be some variation. Yeah, you know, but yeah. basically one. They have a thousand. So it's a missionary's nightmare, but an anthropologist's dream because there's a lot to study there. But the interesting thing is I think that we need to see our cities as like a thousand people groups. And each of those people groups require a certain response. That you have to engage them on their terms, in their territory, not expecting them to come to us in our church, which is another cultural phenomenon for them. So how do we actually be the church sent in our own cities? Uh, that's the big issue. Mm. We've done nothing in our training has prepared us or you for that. You know, yeah. We're not taught to, to, to treat our cities as mission mm. fields. Yeah. Mm. So, but, but Deb, how, how do we interact mm. with others? Well, I think there's a lot. And uh, uh, one of the prime things with Forge, mm. um, and Forge is here in Sweden as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, right. Great. It's become Very dynamic here in Sweden. Here in Stockholm, huh? Yes, Stockholm. yes it's, it's wonderful uh, to be with them. But um, it's, uh, we have a number of principles that really mm -hmm. uh, Forge is embedded in. And one of them, you know, I was talked about mission. And we know now, you know, people talk about the missional church and being missionaries. And we're, that mm. means we're being sent out into culture, into our workplaces, mm. into our um, neighborhoods, etc. Yeah. Um, but Forge very much focuses to its mission, but it's also about the incarnation. So we learn a lot from Jesus. Jesus is yeah. very, very central to what we're on about. Um, as God, you know, came into culture, went deep down into mm. culture, learnt the language. In fact, if you think about it, Jesus spent 30 years in the neighbourhood. Yeah. And that's, nobody... That's quite some time. That's quite some time. But and nobody so, noticed, is what you were going to say. And like, nobody noticed. That says something. Mm. There's something about the way God engages humanity. Yeah. Um, so we look at that as one of our key... Um, concepts or motifs, yeah. if you like, that we want to follow Jesus. How did Jesus go about the neighborhood mm. um, and learn from him? So, so for us, it's been, it is a very Jesus-centered way mm -hmm. of, of looking at things. And, you know, from John 20, 21, mm -hmm. where he says, as the Father sent me, mm -hmm. so I send yes. you. So with the focus on the as. So what yep. do we learn about? How did Jesus get about the neighborhood? Mm. What were some of the things we can learn from his life and from his engagement with mm. people that we can take into our neighborhoods? So we've spent a lot of time in Forge um, trying to develop that and studying the life of Jesus. And, um, and we've, we discovered along the way that, that really in the church, we need to have a, a number of paradigm shifts because I think if you're in the church for more than five minutes, you begin to have a certain scripting <laughs> and a certain way of looking mm. at people. And so one of the core teachings um, in Forge would be how we approach the other, how we look at, at the other. And, mm. um, you know, th there's, a, there's a number of ways that we, you know, I think that are very helpful for us. Um, and one of them is that in the church we are scripted or we are taught that every person that we encounter 
um, is a sinner in need of redemption. Mm. Now, of course, that is true. Yeah. But if we totally. primarily look at somebody as a sinner in need of redemption, then what happens is we end up focusing on their sin. And we end up, you know, seeing the negative of what they're doing. There's a lot more to their and personal story. Of course there is. And um, so what we teach in Forge is that actually if we begin to, and it is really a missional yeah. practice, we mm -hmm. begin to look at the other first and foremost as a person created in the image of God. Mm. Because that is the more fundamental truth. As Genesis 1 tells us yeah. that every human being is creating God's image. And then we have Genesis 3, which mm -hmm. comes later, that says, you know, everybody Sin happened. Yeah. Sin happened. So we have, we have found that actually approaching people in that way changes the way you relate yeah. to somebody. Because instead of kind of having a bit of a weary kind of approach because they're sinners, mm -hmm. um, we become curious about the other. We want to step into that relationship because part of our role is to help call forth the Imago Dei, yeah. the image of God within them. So it's a much more positive mm. way of engaging somebody rather than the negative. Mm -hmm. And people feel that. Mm -hmm. When you're there to want to bring out the beauty and yeah. the goodness in them, rather than kind mm. of wag your figure, finger at the negative, mm. changes. Mm. People are much more open. It's interesting. There's a, quite a movement around the West now, mm -hmm. derived largely from some of the practices in uh, China. Um, um, I won't mention the name of it, but, but this, this idea really has been around a long time, this idea that, you know, this is called four-minute evangelism, right? Is you've got to be able mm -hmm. to tell, you know, bring someone to Jesus in four minutes. Yeah. Now, the problem with that is, I mean, they actually tell people, don't ask their name because it takes too long, right? Don't ask any of their story. Mm -hmm. oh, that takes too long too. Just tell them the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. And the problem is with that is that it's extreme, extremely violent in that it doesn't honor the person's story. How mm -hmm. can you... It, if you don't know a person's name and story, there's nothing Jesus treating the them as, a, as an object. Yeah. And the important thing that Jesus was in the neighborhood, like we said, yeah. for 30 years, and no one noticed, there is a sense where Jesus of Nazareth, he took yeah. Nazareth seriously enough to actually yeah. be present in the neighborhood, which is really important. Yeah. And he knew yeah. people, and as he, was it Philip, as he called, like, he meets Philip and said, I saw you under the tree. That's right, yeah. And, or Zacchaeus. Yeah. No one presented them to each other, but he yeah. ca calls out his name. Yeah. Zacchaeus, come down. Yeah. I, want yeah, to have yeah, a, yeah. I want to have a feast with yeah. you. Yeah. And so Paul sees a person. Paul can say, I was called to be an apostle from my mother's womb. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, his name was known. You know, there's, there's something really important about that. And I think evangelism that undermines this is, is aberrant. It violates the incarnation. Yeah. You know, and God can use it, of course, yeah. and He does. But I think it, it teaches that people don't matter. Their story and their name, mm -hmm. their personal, their faces don't matter. It's yeah. just a number. And that's yeah. very, I think it violates the integrity of the gospel. Yeah. 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 I, I know, you're talking like a lot about the incarnational side. Mm -hmm. um, what are the missions? Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. What do you. Talk some more about that. And Again, based on the life of Jesus, it's about going deep into a culture, yeah. learning the language. You know, we can, we can mm -hmm. maybe speak the same language, but mm. we can still miss one another. You know, mm -hmm. but it's learning the people that you are called to, going deep within that culture. Again, modeled on Jesus. Um, but it, it's, it's learning so that when you communicate to them, it's understood. And mm. as Al said, when, when we're this four-minute evangelize and tell mm. them about Jesus, 
um, there is almost a violation of their humanity um, and their story. And so I think we say to people, embed yourselves in a culture, in a neighbourhood, get to know your neighbours, get to mm. know their story, um, honour them, respect mm. them. Um, and also, uh, one of the other things I think that we, we've kind of adopted in the church is that as God's people, when mm. we go into our neighbourhoods or where we begin to build relationships mm. with people, that somehow we bring God with us in our back pocket almost, and when the time is right, we'll hand him over. Yeah, um, pop him up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look, what, look what I've got for you. Look what I've got for you. <laughs> so what we, what we teach in Forge too is, is a concept called provenient grace mm -hmm. that John Wesley built a lot of his ministry upon. I love John Wesley. Oh, yes, he's one of our heroes as well. Mm. And I mean, it goes something like this, that God is at work already in every single human yeah. being. Wherever you go in the world, God is already at work there by his Holy Spirit, kind mm. of calling to them, um, yeah. trying to capture their attention through all sorts of no, things. So it's God's great evangelist. Yeah. God is a yeah. great evangelist. And, yeah, and so, so part of the role of the missionary then is actually mm. not to assume that, God, that we're bringing God with us, mm -hmm. but to look for the traces of yes. God already there. And then we begin to join with God as we build the relationship. Mm. And so it's a partnering with God rather than us taking God to yeah. the people. So the, the, the big question in that context is, to, like yeah. Jesus says, I need to do what I see the Father doing. Mm -hmm. So we go, you know, you might go into a pub and ask, Lord Jesus, what are you doing in this yeah. pub? Can yeah. I join with you? Yeah. And then you just got to look, learn, listen, just observe, be part of a conversation. And you know what? People being people, yeah. there's a religious quest going there on is. all the time. There is. And people are even uh, taking drugs in a sense that's looking for the right thing in the wrong places, right? Mm. We just judge it and get moralistic about it. But actually when a person does that, they're trying to, escape from maybe pain or misery or they're mm. trying to experience ecstasy those are human experiences mm. that mm. jesus can fulfill and just mm. listening and making the connections yeah. and pointing people back naming the name of jesus pointing them back to god is, is critical practice yeah. mm. but you guys must have had a journey with this i suppose mm. you started became christians Mm -hmm. And I really would like to hear a story too. I don't think we have time for that, but that'd be a lo lovely to hear that story. And but but so you 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 became Christians. You met each other. You got into ministry. You, you were part of a church. And as I said, like it takes five minutes, and you get into the churchy mindset. Mm -hmm. And then then as frustration arose, like it's not functioning. And and now you're here, a while later. Yeah. Who would have guessed? Yeah. <laughs> Can you just share some of that story, how, like, how that journey has been from the beginnings and developing and unpacking and, and finding this as, you know, Luther, he found the grace, um, justified by grace. Have you such a story or journey? Well, it's, it's been quite a journey, hasn't it? I mean, it started in <laughs> Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, Australia, and, and that's again where both of us came to know Jesus yeah. in, in de independently and felt this passion to, to go into full-time ministry. And, and honestly, I mean, you know, we had a training and it was good. There was mm -hmm. much good in our training as well because it gives you a theological framework. Um, but in many ways, we, we didn't know what we were doing when we first started. I mean, we made <laughs> so knows? many mistakes. All as we knew is that we wanted to reach people. Yeah. And um, so we did lots of experimental stuff. We did some church plants. We, we purchased mm -hmm. a restaurant because we wanted to be in, 
in our city and have a you know this is was mm -hmm. this is a mission space where people mm -hmm. would come in and um, it's a nightclub too. So it, was a, it was a nightclub as well. We did. We <laughs> Not just also, a restaurant. It was a nightclub. It was a nightclub. In fact, I to used to. People. I yeah. used to love it because you know I would say by day I was a pastor, by night mm -hmm. I ran the upstairs bar, mm -hmm. which was just just so much fun. And like Al said, you know, even you know running a bar, people come, they have a drink. Mm -hmm. Very quickly they begin to share their life with you. Yeah. And you begin to share stories and and they ask about you and you know so. We, we did, a, in those early days, it was a lot of experimenting, a lot of... Um, and just to yeah. help, just the Papua New Guinea idea again, mm -hmm. is that in our city, Melbourne is foodie. It's mm. crazy on foods and pubs and all that stuff. It's, it's got more restaurants per capita than any other city in the world. Really? In other words, that's where people gather. I mean, that's their major that's gathering true. point. More, every second, third business has got to do with food. It's pretty, you know... So that's quite some. So if you're going to reach Melbourne, you have to go where the people are. Yeah. And so yeah. the idea was, you know, we would enter into their space and not, it would be a restaurant, a working restaurant, but we would also add value to it. We'd have discussion groups or art, mm. or, you know, poetry so slams nights. or yeah, music do. nights, you know, so we had all those kind of things there in a way of engaging in context, not with tracts necessarily, but actually just you know, setting up ways in which we can enhance society and then, you know, bring the message of Jesus as good mm. news. Mm. Yeah, and, and from there, really, actually, um, Alan uh, wrote a book with a friend mm -hmm. of ours, uh, Michael Frost, which really was, became, was set out to be the forged syllabus, really, yeah. of what we believe, what was important to us. And that, the shaping of things to come. Mm. Shaping of things to come. And mm. that um, it started having speaking opportunities into America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we began to discern the call of God. Uh, in our lives and, and so we went off as missionaries uh, to America. We landed in Los Angeles Wow! and, um, and I was leading a church in mm -hmm. Los Angeles for, for about five years and that was a lot of fun because mm. it was actually a church, uh, I'm not sure if you know of it, but uh, birthed out of the Burning Man community, mm. which is this big crazy... Oh, yeah, that's Yes. Yeah, I heard about the Burning Man. Yeah. I, heard, I think I heard enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So you, yeah. what, so you have a church sprung up? Yeah. Yes, it was birthed yeah. from, from that community. So it still has a connection with, with the Burning Man That's community. That's amazing. So we, we'd go on occasion ourselves. We've been a f you know, about five or six times ourselves. That's amazing. Yeah, so that, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it, uh, being involved yeah. in that community <laughs> and trying to yeah. work out what is it to be a missionary in this context mm -hmm. because God is there. You know, a lot of Christians, again, look at that and think, oh, there's all this kind of stuff going on. It's but they quite realize, spooky. Yes, yeah. but there's such a search there. Yes, there exactly. Actually, search. Bethel has a... Has a, 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 a yeah, there's a lot of dream interpretation. Dream interpretation yep. uh, tent yeah. that they have there. Yep. In so, fact, people are so hungry. Oh, they're hungry. Yeah. They're again, very, very hungry. In all these things, there's an ex explicit actions, there's an implicit search for God. Mm. And we need to learn how to engage that, where they're at. The interesting thing you ask about whether there were moments, you know, where revelation. For me, there's been two particularly, um, but the one was really trying to grapple. Mm. This is the second book I wrote, which became a, you know, a, a defining book in this conversation, mm. uh, where I was trying to grapple with how does the early church grow from 25,000 to 20 million in 200 years, mm. um, which roughly the statistics of growth, right? And then how does China grow from 2 million in 1950? to roughly about 120 million in eight years, but they do it without all the things that we think we need. Exactly. Yeah. Now, how do they do that? So 
I grappled with that. I wanted to kind of try and work mm. out what factors are common, what is what is common to yeah. the, the quest, and that would be in a book with, that would yeah. became known as uh, Forgotten Ways. It's yeah. a book that would, and I felt God gave me that answer, mm. <laughs> and I became a custodian or a steward yeah. of that uh, of what That's was given amazing. to me. That's an amazing journey, yeah. and it continues, right? It continues. Yes, we just, just moved to New York City, <laughs> so we're excited about the next journey of our life yeah. there and what God will do. Yeah. Um, so it's it's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome, beautiful, so good. Um, so so becoming missional. We talked about that mm. for quite some time now, and, and I, I just want to thank you for for being here, really. And uh, sharing and, and just unpacking uh, together with us. Um, if you want to uh, continue, would you? How to reach you? Well, I think there's, there's yes, Forge, and I think Forge, Forge Sweden has a website, yeah. F-O-R-G-E, if you can maybe give them a website. And then uh, with 5Q Collective is another way of yeah. getting hold of us. Uh, we try and do training in fivefold to capacities and all that stuff um, yeah and I've got a we I've got a website alanhirsch.org you know one way or another I'm easily tracked down yeah. amazing okay uh, our program is, uh, is, uh, has anything come to an end uh, but thank you guys for being here thank love you. you and see you next time thank you very thank you much, much. Thanks, thanks for, for joining us, us. Uh, God bless you guys bye <laughs>